Parsha Seikif and Lakut Teira on page Gimel starts in column Gimel. Vayachilcha Samon Vigoymer Luman Hidiacha Vigoymer. So the Pasik says that Hashem fed you the Mon Vigoymer Luman Hidiacha so that Hashem uh, let you know, etc., that it's not just on the Lechem. But everything that comes from Hashem's mouth, the person lives. So he says, Hine, Hamon, on a spiritual level, what is the level of the Mon? Hubechinas Tal is the level of the same level as do. <coughs> the Maimir will discuss there's different energies that come down from above <coughs> that Hashem gives to into this world. And the uh, special uh, powers, the special energy, the special light that come down from the mon is the same as the, the same as the do. The do, we already have an explanation what the do is. It's going to say that the do is the level of rachamim rabim. So it says, and the mon is the same level. It's the same as the level of the dew. When we say that the money came down, it came down from a place, from the source, is the level of dew. So what's the connection between the mon? We're saying the mon and the dew. I mean, why, what does the mon have to do with dew? What does it have to do with tal? So he says, because the postic states, Vatal uh, that the layer of the dew went up. So that's when the mona became revealed. Now we can tell that there's mon there. So we see that there is a connection between the do and the and the mon, right? So what is the level of the tal? So he says, come tal. So he says, tal is the level of rachamim rabim. That's the madrega, that's the place where we call racham rabim. When we come to do, comes from racham rabim. <coughs> because we say, vuhu tal, our sages tell us that Hashem sha'osi lahachi is boyesamesim. Uh, that is destined to resurrect the, the dead, he's going to use the dew to resurrect them. So again, what is that level? So he says that level is Thank you very much. That is the level of of great mercy. Thank you. What is it, the level of the dew? What is the source? He says the source is is Hashem's great mercy. Kemaimer like we say, God resurrects the Mason Barachim Rabbi with great mercy. So there is a level in godliness which is called Rachim Rabbi, which is the level of do. That's what it means when we say that God will use the do, the Tao, in order to be resurrected dead, meaning that it will come from the level of Rachamim Rabim, because that is what is Mechaye Mesim, as we say in the Davening. Mechaye Mesim, Rachamim Rabim. It's the level of great mercy that Hashem resurrects the dead. So, Ulahovin Mahu Bechinas Rachamim Rabim Lamailo, and to understand what is it, the great level of mercy above. The great level of mercy, when you have mercy, the, the Alter Rebbe will bring out. That means that you have a realization, just like a king, somebody who's very great, who's very high, when he realizes that the others below him are on a very low level, 
he has mercy on them. The Altarebbe is going to explain that Achimim Rabbim is a level of godliness which even the greatest of the worlds that we can imagine, like we talk about Gan Eden, uh, the levels of, 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 of great uh, revelation of, of godliness in which the tzaddikim are sitting and enjoying the Shekhinah, that means that they're a place, not like this world which is void, we don't have any a comprehension, or we don't have any realization of godliness, but even Gan Eden. But that too is merely a ray and merely a shine, a descent from the level of the essence of the Oyrin Sof, of the infinite light of the blessed Ein Sof, right? And therefore, from the perspective of the Ein Sof, there is a great mercy. So when, on all of the subjects, because they really have no idea, they have no clue what they're missing or what they're not. They, they just have very little. Even though to us, God Eden has a lot, but relative to Hashem, from His perspective, they have very little because they're only merely a ray. And there's like nothing considered to them. So basically, the level, when we say Rachamim Rabim, He has great mercies of everything, is really the level of Ensov, of Sovev, which is a higher level. It is from the level of Sovev that the... Rachamim Rabim comes down to Hachis Mesim, and also that's the level of the do. We'll learn inside. So first he begins to say, What is this great mercy above? Behold, it states in the verse, Meaning that the Jewish, the home of Israel, the Jewish people, have two categories. It has Zera Odom, it has the seed of man, and it has the seed of animal. This is a posting in Yirmiya Simon Lamad Aleph, it's chapter 31. Look what I've written about this subject on the verse. So, what does this mean that there's two levels of souls, the two levels of Odom and Behemoth? Pirush. That means yesh There's two types of souls. There's bechinas adam. There is the level of man. Ubechinas behema, and the level of behema. Now, the difference between an adam and a behema is that an adam uses his intellect, and the behema doesn't have the intellect. Merely has instincts. In our relationship to Hashem. Our souls can either be in a level of a human, meaning that we have a connection to Hashem based on our understanding, that we have a uh, comprehension of Hashem, and that is our neshama is connected to Hashem. That means also that our neshama comes from a higher place because it is sort of understands godliness. And the level of a behema means that we serve basically Hashem like an animal, which is without seichel, without... Uh, uh, intellect, but rather with just following without reason, just connecting to Hashem. And the Mimer is going to speak in the level of Behemoth, there's also two levels. There is a level which is beyond the intellect, and there's a level which is below the intellect. But generally speaking, we have the two types of Odom Behemoth. It says, and this could be understood in Mashikosif, in what is written in the vision of Yecheskel, in the Navi, it says that 
Pnei Ariye El Hayomin, that the face of the lion is to the right. So we have to understand first he's going to explain the level of Behemoth, because in the chariot, in the vision of, of Ezekiel, of Cheskel, in the chariot of he saw first, he saw the level of the behemoth, and then he saw on top of the, the chariot there was the image of a human. So we see the two levels, the level of the human which was on the, and then we have the level of the behemoth. But in the behemoth itself, we had two uh, various, there's actually four, but there is various different kinds of, of the animal. So it says that the Aryeh, the lion, was to the right. Now, we know that the right represents the right represents the level of love. But here we sort of have a conflict because we know that an arya, by definition, is something which puts fear and dread on a person, as we say, uh, that is the level of love. So love is the level of giving, of kindness, of chesed, level and but there's another verse that says elsewhere if a lion roars who will not be afraid which is a postage in Amos Simen Gimel uh, chapter 3 in the Navi of Amos so how do we reconcile on one hand we're saying it's on the right which is level of Ava which is level of love and then we say that it's actually fear because when the lion roars who isn't going to be afraid so it means that the Arie represents the level of dread, the level of fear. The Garmin also uses, you see, the words Yomim Noiroim. Why do we call them days of awe? Now, I can only imagine when the Rebbe was saying the Maimon and Parshish Ekev, it was getting close to Rosh Hashanah already, so he's already bringing down that they're called the days of awe. It's coming Yom Noiroim. They're also called Nikroim Al Shem Arie. Uh, because of the Arye, because uh, Arye is the, has the same letters as the word Yira, and they're called Yomim Neroim. So, how and what happens at Yomim Neroim? We know that at Yomim Neroim, on the days of awe, there is a revelation of Hashem's kingdom to the people, and that's why the days of awe. So, What's happening over here is, is going to explain that it is because there is the level of Ava, of Chesed. Because Hashem's love and because Hashem's kindness, because He's giving, because that great revelation that takes place, the recipients aren't, uh, aren't fit. They don't have the proper vehicles. They don't have the proper vessels in order to contain the, that great revelation. Because actually it's a level, Pnei Arye represents the level of Hashem's giving, of Hashem's opening up and becoming revealed. But it becomes a level of awe because the people, the result of Hashem's Ava is a level of trembling, a level of fear because of the inability to be able to really uh, digest and to absorb and to take all that level of light. So he says, that this bechina, this level of love, which is called the level of arye, lemailo, as is above, who bechinas his galos kudulosishal hakadosh baruch hu. This is the revelation of God's greatness, and so that means 
That's a revelation of greatness. What, when we talk about God greatness, we're talking about an intense and an un, unimaginable greatness. There is no investigation of his greatness, which means that it has not the ability to dress up within the world. Because it is, what does it mean we can't investigate it? Investigating means we can't comprehend it. It doesn't come down on a level that we should be able to really uh, understand what it is. And because of that, therefore a fear and a dread will fall upon them. When that revelation is revealed, from the perspective, from the side of the recipient, uh, he is going to be a fear and dread. Why? For this level cannot dress up in them as it is above in the level of Ava. In other words, the revelation cannot come down to them. They cannot take it. Is similar to what explained elsewhere, Hamoshul, that we can bring the example, is it's from a seal which protrudes. Nasa al and then when you push it into the wax, you get the image of an engraved uh, uh, seal. So what happens is the protrusion actually closes an intrusion. So it means the opposite happens from from Ava, you actually get Yira. This is just the opposite. From Hashem's greatness, that's the level of Ava. So by the world, we get the level of fear to Hashem. So, so this is all the level of Ari. And this is also also, and this is also the idea that on the Mizbeach descended a fire which had the image of a lion that consumed all the sacrifices. So, what does it mean? What it did was it consumed the fats and the blood that was mainly on the Mizbeach. So that all was consumed, that all burnt when this level is revealed. So what it means that the Ariyad Ochel Kurban means that the lion and that revelation that consumed and ate up the uh, everything on, in this world. Nemar, and of this is written, that God you got is a fire that consumes, that it burns and it consumes all other fires. So basically, you have the level of love, you have the great level of, of revelation, you have the level of Ahavad, the level of Chesed, of Hashem, that descends into the world, and that once that is revealed, then all other loves are disappear, and everything goes away, it consumes everything else, because the only love, the only thing that you have room for in your heart becomes for Hashem, because that level of Ava has descended upon you. So, it turns out, that the level of love actually burns, is actually a level of gevura, it actually destroys. 
right? It brings, first of all, we learned the idea that it brings along fear. And now we're learning that the Ari actually eats up, it consumes. It means because of that great revelation, it takes over and everything else becomes uh, nullified in front of it. And therefore, it's Ave that brings uh, a level of Gevura. And it's, like we said, that the protrusion seal makes and engraves it. So that is the level. And then on the other hand, we have the level of Gevura bringing about the level of, of Ave. This is all the animals of the vision of Yecheskel that we have the, the, the Pnei Shoir. Now we have the Pnei Shoir, that's the Ari. The Shoir is, which is Shem HaSmoil. And from where do the, all the worlds receive the level of love? That is That comes from the face of the ox. That is on the left. That is the level of Gevura. That actually hides and it blocks the level of Gedula. So now we're talking about Gevura because Chesed is what is the flow and the abundance of kindness of Hashem to this world. That's the greatness. Gevura, what it does is it limits it, it hides it, it blocks it, it doesn't allow for the revelation, uh, the intense revelation of that level into the world. So what does this bring? This brings along a lot of Ava. What it means Ava? It's going to say, it's called an Ahavas Oilom. Ahavas Oilom meaning it's a love that comes because of the oil and because of the hell. The ava that is extends from this level, from the level of Gevura, that hides the chesed, that hides the godless of Hashem, is called b'shem behema loshen nukva. It's a name of behema, which is loshen nukva, which means shemekabelas mipnei hashoyir hanal, because it receives from the face of the ox. Uh, the woman, the level of nukva, a nukva is considered the makabal. The male is the mashpia, he, he's the one that gives, and the woman is the recipient. So when we talk about the level of ava, we're talking already the level of a recipient. What does it mean the level? Because we're, we're talking that it's because of the shoyer, because of the gavura, it causes the recipient to have a level of, of ava. It's called the love of Oilam Ibnei. Sha'ava Zu, for this love, Bo Alidei Helem, the Hester, Chayis Alakus, Shabbatok Oilamas, because it comes through the blocking and hiding the godly vitality that is in the world. And that's how the Ava is created. Vachayis, who Oilam Lemailo, Bitshuka Niflo, and then that energy is goes up above with a wondrous desire to be elevated and to be included in the oneness which is the source in the life of life at the level of that surrounds the world as the Pasuk states don't be quiet is always calling and doesn't cease, doesn't stop. So likewise, the person who always looks in with his mind 
how the godly vitality is blocked and hidden. That's why the world is called the level of blocking and hiding. See, before he talks about what actually takes place in the world, what happens is the world, the light is blocked. And then because of the blockage of the light, a person come, gets to yearn. So there's a yearning to want to go up because you know that you're missing something. But over here he's talking about in a person's meditation, in a person's contemplation, is to realize that it is because the things are blocked and hidden from him that arouses Ms. Oder with Shukaniflo with a wondrous arousal, so that naturally he desires and he he's drawn He wants to go up above to the eye to the light. in the light of life. So Vinikra Avazu Bikinas And that's called a level of behemoth. So it's a level of love, which is called level of behemoth. But it's also called the Ava Zuta. This is also called the lower level. It's a small love, which is within the world. Um, as we'll see later on, that there's actually, that's a level which is below uh, the level of the intellect, and there's actually a level which is higher than the intellect, which is called, that's the great love. But this is the, called the Abazuta. That's old level of, of Behemoth. But what is the Odom? We're still trying to explain the Zera Odom and Zera Behemoth, the two different seeds that we learned in the uh, Pasuk Yirmi over there. So so he's saying the Bechinas Odom, who Kamesha Kosuv, that is like the verse says, Valdemus Hakisei Andi was Kimare Odom. So when we talk about Odom, the Hainu More de Raisim, that is uh, the masters of Torah. Um, masters of Torah, that already represents the level of the intellect. Uh, here we're talking about a behemoth. We're talking about a, a, a beast. And the beast is a level of love. Uh, love, we talk two levels. We talk the right, the left. We talked about the level of love, the level of fear. Coming from Ava, you get fear. And from Yira, you get love. But all these uh, swap things. But these are all emotional expressions of the person, uh, of the person's connection to Hashem. But you have all these expressions, these emotional expressions, are just merely um, on the level of a behemoth. But the person, Adam, he is on top of that all because he is on a higher, he's in a higher madrega. That's al-demus hakise, al-demus Adam. The human is on a higher level and that is connected to the level of Torah. So he says, he's moridorais. So how does this uh, level of Torah, not the level, uh, this is mostly the level of tefillah, of his burnness, most of the contemplation, a level of that. Because how does the uh, difference, he says, between the Odom and the behemoth, a human has the 248 limbs and the 365 veins. So it's a total of 613. So the 613 uh, matches the Torah. The Torah has 613 mitzvahs, the 365 prohibitions and the 248 positive mitzvahs. Mashenkin, as opposed to the limbs of the animal, 
They don't have that number. An animal doesn't have that number of limbs. So it means when you talk about somebody who masters Torah, he has, he's an Odom. Why is a person who masters Torah who's considered the Mori Torah, why is he human? Because now all of a sudden, once you master Torah, you have 613. And the uh, qualification of being a Yodom is to have the 613 as opposed to an animal that doesn't have the 613. The Torah has... 248 positive mitzvahs, the 365 prohibition. Which is on a higher level than the Avan Yira. Avan Yira only that much, it's not the highest level. Because that's what we say. The love and fear are considered in the Zoya, they call them their wings. They're considered like wings. They're only wings, so they fly above to the place of Torah, but they're not, they're not the Torah. The Torah itself is at that level. They just fly there. They're not the, they're not the, uh, the place itself. The place itself is Torah. Torah is on a higher level. Um, but this level is all the idea of Avas Oilam, as we were saying, because we're going to learn now that actually in a behemoth, there is a level in behemoth which is actually higher than the level of Odom. On this simple level over here, we're talking about the lower level. Odom is on a lower level than the, a behemoth is on a lower level than Odom. That's called the Ava Seilom. But we also have the Ava Rabba, the great level of love, which is higher than the intellect, not lower than the intellect, which is a higher level in the level of behema, which is beyond the level and greater than the level of Odom. Base. So behold, the Posik states that David HaMelech said, I am empty of, 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 of intellect, of bar. I don't know. And he says, I'm like an animal with you. So normally it means like I'm going to follow Hashem without intellect, without anything just connected to Hashem, I just go, whatever Hashem tells me to do, that's what I do, I don't investigate, I don't use my intellect, that's what you would say, say simply. But the Pasuk uses here the language of behemois in a plural, behemois yisima, loshon rabim, which is a language of a plural, which means sheyesh oid bechinas behemois, that it tells us that there is an additional level of behemois, and this behemois is that is beyond the level of Adam that we were discussing now, that the level of Behemoth, which is lower than Adam, which is only Yira and Ava, which is Parcha to the place of Morei Torah. But this is higher. V'hu hanikra b'shem v'hi hanikras, and she is called b'shem Behemoth Rabba, in on the level of the great Behemoth. Shu b'chinas, that is a level of Ahava Rabba, great love, shelemailo min hadas amusik, it is beyond the uh, knowledge, the understanding which can be grasped, which is worth, which is dressed up within the world. That level is not from the level of Oilomis, not the Havas Oilom, but that is from the level that surrounds the world. The Kule Kamei Mamish. That everything in front of 
him, that level of Sevim Kulamim is considered as nothing. It's actually nothing. The Hainu says in the brackets here, Inyan Mashakosu Beit the idea, the concept that it says in Eitzchayim, in Shar, Arich Antin, Perik Aleph, so there it says, that all these images of above, the faces of above, whether it's the long face, they first nurtured from the two levels of the breast of the behema so it means that the behema, the dadi behema comes even before the partsufim, so that means that they are even on a higher level. Look over there what it says in Israel. From that level, from the level of Sevil Kulaumim, the level of the Havas Rabbe, over there you come the level of great mercy. The Hainu, that is, Kimoi, as for example, the Moshu, Melech Bosor Vadok. If you have a king of flesh and blood, because of his uh, high and ele- elevated and exaltness, over all the officers, over all the peoples, he has more the, mer- the measure of mercy. That he has mercy on everybody. Why? Because they're all lower and they're all worse than him. And therefore, their mercy is very great in his eyes. On their great and immense and powerful lowness. They're so low, so he feels bad for them. Likewise, so to speak, when we talk about the infinite light, the blessed light of the soul, where all is negated, non-existence, they're non, they're bottled, they're non-existence in the relative to Hashem, and everything is actually is as if it's not counted, it's not considered before him. And even the upper worlds could exceed, as the verse states, Also, the heavens are not clear or they don't merit in Hashem's eyes, meaning that the highest of levels relative to Hashem are still not clear. There is a great mercy on them, a pity, there's a great pity on them. How they are so low and they're so uh, less and, uh, and they're worse off in the total lowness next to Hashem. And he says this applies even on the level of upper level of Gan Eden and the lower level there is still this above mentioned pity is even on the Gan Edens because to us the Gan Eden seems to be the, the place of reward which is the ultimate schar, which is the ultimate revelation but that also is a Rachmanus in them as it says in the Mimer on the Pasuk what is the idea of Gan Eden he's going to explain now that even the Gan Eden ultimately is only a, a, a ray of the Shekhinah, and therefore it's a pity because it's not at all in the level of the Shekhinah itself. 
שעניין גן עדן, what is the idea of גן עדן is who שצדיקים יושבים ונהנים מזיו השכינה. That the righteous people sitting there and they're delighting from the ray of the שכינה, חולו. ואין זה אלו זיו האורה מספשט זמנו יזבורך, and that is merely a ray and a shine which expands from Hashem. So this whole benefiting and the whole delighting of these souls are they're only delighting from a small ray and a shine that comes from Hashem. But in Hashem, in His essence and His glory, that doesn't apply at all. For everything is totally subjugated from their existence relative to Hashem. That's relative to His essence. And everything is included in Hashem unity, in Hashem one. And there is no item there independently. that it should rest on a name, shame, that we should call it its own name, There's nothing like that. Everything is bottled, there's non-existence. It can be no independent, no specific, no entity as, as a Ganadin. By Mashakosuf in the practice he says, even in the level of Eden. We have Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden. So the Eden, the Gan, is nurtured from the Eden. The Eden, there's a river that goes, it goes the water, it goes from the Gan, the river comes from Eden. So Eden is at a much higher level. So even the Eden itself, Eden Shalom has Gan, Shuhu bechinas chokma, Aden is the level of chokma. Nemar aleho, with regards to the Gan, it's written, Kulam bechokma asiso. That everything with chokma you have made, which means shenechshe bechinas asiye gashmi sweets, considered to be like only a physical doing, legavi akodesh baruchu, relative to akodesh baruchu. But achmones alzeh kedoylamayid, and therefore there is a great pity on it. How they descended so much in the low level, that they should be considered as nothing uh, From this, the one who understands will meditate to arouse great mercy on his soul. The Hainu that means I'll need to tell a Kushaboy on that godly spark which is in him, which is a part of Hashem above Mamish. That comes from the level of godliness. And the level say, I Hashem have not changed. He was, is, and will be. Hashem is before. Hulu and after. So, on one hand, we have Hashem, who hasn't changed, who's in the highest level. And now, who and He, the person, His soul, who's dressed up in the body, is also the kosher, is tied and knotted, in the vanities of the world, which blocks and hides and covers on the true, true, the light of truth. And he occupies himself in the vanities of the world, which are really non-existent. They're really like nothing. So you can imagine 
what kind of a pity it is on his soul occupying yourself with all these vanities when in truth they're really worthless. That's the, that's the pity based on the perspective that sees all this as being naught and void and have no value. He says, Even one who occupies himself with words of Torah, if he does it because of his uh, honor, behind the Shiroitsu Lahasik is a dover. He intends, he wishes to reach something, so that should make count him as a something, as a Mitzvah, something, so that also, that study is also beneath called the sun. That's referring to what David and what Shleim Melech says, that everything that's under the sun is hevel. Meaning, if it's, even if it's a study, but it's beneath the sun, meaning it has the intentions for self-aggrandization, making himself into something, that is hevel. That all will be vanity and of a bad, uh, bad spirit. When he will deeply think about this and meditate, each individual, according to what he knows himself, for a person knows himself, so therefore, he will arouse the great level of mercy and the great pity. How he is in the Total low level, and he's far from Hashem, totally. So once the person has the Rachamim Rabim, we said that the Rachamim Rabim this will resurrect his soul, this will resurrect him that he will be like Tal. For the, the resurrection of that is going to be through the do Kosov, as the Posik says, Kital Talacha, that the do of your light is the do, which means that it's Vutala Mipumadatiko. That's the do that drips from the mouth of Atik Khulu. Pirush, what it means is Kalus Alakus Bilkinas Gilo Rav. That there is going to be a powerful revelation of godliness uh, from the source and the life of life, the infinite of Nikola Kvedavai. Basically, we start from the uh, bottom on page 26 over here. Um, three lines from the bottom. Uh, let's, let's do two, four, six, eight. Eight lines from the bottom. Two, four, six, eight. On the left hand column. Ukshiyamik Binyan. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay, so basically, he is explaining now how, what does it mean? We talk about Triatamesim, which means the resurrection of the dead. So, literally, it means when Mashiach will come, those who rest in the dust will get up again. That's literally. But figuratively, what we're talking about over here, mm-hmm. a person can experience his own tchies hamesim, his own resurrection. In other words, you can be alive but really be dead. In other words, you're not really functioning properly. You're not really 
getting the utmost. You're not energized by the real life. The real life, we call, is the life of connection with God. If you're connected with God, then, like we said in the parsha, So then you're alive. So sometimes people (coughs) do not actually connect with Hashem, and therefore they're considered like if they're dead. You know, but and he, what, he, what he speaks speaks of even if people sometimes they study Torah. So in other words, they think of themselves or they might consider themselves being alive and connected to God because they're studying Torah. But if they're studying Torah for ulterior motives, such as you know to get honor or such as to be able to win a debate or just to use it as a uh, philosophical you know advantage over someone or his own enjoyment you're still not alive that's still considered to be dead enjoyment what why is enjoyment considered to be alive no no, because you're missing out on the real holiness of the torah Uh of being able to realizing that the torah is god's words and that you're actually connecting with Hashem. So that's a much pow- much more powerful way, really more alive. Again, being alive is various different uh, levels, is various different steps. We're talking about here, and again, the Mimer wants to discuss the idea that one needs to utilize the time for davening, the time for learning in the most meaningful way, in the way that it's an opportunity to connect to Hashem. It's an opportunity. And um, so let, let, let's read over here. So it says, uh, and, 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 he's, and he's talking about that um, a, a person sometimes will realize, you know, it's really a, a shame, it's really a pity. You have like a big business, a, a big opportunity for doing uh, a good business, making a lot of money, and you're just neglecting it. You're not, you're not taking advantage of it. You know, something is coming your way, and then you say, what a shame, what a pity, you know? And especially, let's say, you know, the houses, my son tells me over here, if it was five years ago, they could have got it for 400,000, and now it's 800,000, you know? So you say to yourself, what a shame, I missed an opportunity, I could have, had you know before what happened like this or look, look, leave it on yeah, yeah, it's good thank you, you no no i did it because i didn't want to have the chutzpah to use the lights over here but you put it on already it's okay so um like the dumb study in the dark yeah so anyways so the uh, the idea is you have an opportunity so grab the opportunity that you have and you'll, 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 you'll be well off because if you wait, you know, uh, you're going to pay $400,000 more for the same property that you could have bought a couple of years ago. Right. You know. But the problem is, the, the, the solution is now it's not too late, which means like this. You learn the Torah, and the Torah is available. And that's like gaining a tremendous amount of... of uh, connection to Hashem, that's the treasure, being connected to Hashem. So if you missed out the opportunity before, so now we're telling you, you know, you say, what a pity, what a shame. It's a big, it's a big Rachmonis, it's sort of a, a pity on the person. 
And when a person sort of uh, starts on himself uh, realizing that he missed out the opportunity, then he will sort of turn around and take advantage of the new opportunities that come around. Mm-hmm. So that will sort of motivate him or her, motivate them to actually get to work or not to miss another opportunity, something else. You know, don't wait another five years. Yeah. <laughs> because you're going to wait another five years, you're going to wait for it to come down. It's only going to go up. So oh, you might oh. lose that even. You might lose. So let's, yeah. let's see over here. So that's what he says over here is, Umizeh, you have the place of Mizei is burning them out. The line that no, serves the word Kamei. You told me different Okay, phrase. okay, so we'll start with Okay, let's start from Mizei, a little higher up. Kamei. Kamei. Line that serves the word Kamei. Kamei. Umizei. Then the middle, Kamei. It's a more, little higher up. I don't see. Oh, there it. No. Yep. Yeah, go in the middle. Go to the second oh, word. in the middle. Third, this is the third word. Kamei is the first word. Umizei. Umizei. You have it? No. Oh, the Mizeh? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So, Umizeh, from this. Now, before he gave, we're talking about real estate, which is very obvious to us. But in here, in the Mimer, he's talking about real estate. Over here, he's talking about that the reality is when a person reflects, he realizes that we're pretty distant, we're pretty uh, far away from the real goal that we should be looking for, striving for. So we are so involved in the real estate, in the physicality, in the vanities of this world, and we neglect sometimes our spiritual needs. So when you reflect on, you know, the greatness of God, how, how, and what a great opportunity it is to be able to connect to, to Hashem, and you didn't take advantage of this, so so the one who is understanding will reflect, he will arouse great pity, great mercy on his soul. That would be, you're, you're, you're taking great mercy, that would be on the godly spark that's within you. So maybe what you feel and what you realize is just your outer part. You know, you want to eat, you want to drink, you want to have a good time. All the pleasures that the physical, but you've got a spark in you in, on whom it's a great pity because that spark wants something else. That is a godly part of above, actually above, from the level of, of Hashem. So you got peace of God in yourself. Now, you may think, I got a God in myself, I got a little piece of that soul, a little piece of God in myself, but, uh, you know, it's come down, it's been so long with me, that peace has changed already. It's no longer godly, it's no longer a part of God, because, you know, over the years that I've neglected it, or over the years that I've not uh, used it properly, or maybe I didn't, take care of it properly, maybe it changed. So he quotes the verse, he says, I, Hashem, did not change. If it's a part of God, so that's a part of God, and God doesn't change. Which is, he, he was, He is, and He will be. So, which means there is no changes. And the other verse says, and you are from before the world was created, and you are 
which means that God the same, God didn't change. In other words, the world did not make any change in God, with the world, without the world. Now, so that is your godly soul. So your godly soul, what a pity, because the godly is still godly. That doesn't change with things. It's still there, still the godly. And what are you involved in? What is the person involved in? Vuhu, asur, and you're tied down, v'kosher, and tied, b'havli oilam. In the vanities of the world, you're busy with all the worldly matters. Hamailim umastir They block and they obscure the true light. So the true light of the soul is being blocked by the uh, person's preoccupation in his physical pleasures and his needs. So you, you're neglected. And you are occupying yourself in the vanities of the world. Shame kiloi mamish, which are like nothing. They're really of no real significant, no value. We're not talking about things that are necessary for the person, for his survival, for his health, for things like that. That's that's of course that's also part of godliness. That's part of holiness. We're talking about being preoccupied and bring taking over your mind and your life and everything else, being taken over by all physical things and and and, and, and pleasures. So he says, even somebody who does occupy himself with uh, words of Torah, if he does it because of his glory, he's trying to glorify himself with the Torah, you're also uh, not doing the right thing. In other words, that means if you want to reach something, so that would make you into a a being, so you can be, uh, you know, self, uh, yourself would come out shining, you know, you're trying to aggrandize yourself, you want to make yourself into a being, that's wrong, that's, that's not the right way to study Torah, it's not for selfish reasons. That study is called, that's paraphrasing, it says um, in the Kohelas by King Solomon, he says, that he saw all the vanities that are under the sun. Under the sun meaning he's below the sun, which means these are also. So even somebody who can study Torah doesn't necessarily mean if you're doing it for ulterior motives and you're doing it for selfish reasons because you're trying to increase yourself, you want to become more haughty or things like that, then that's under the sun. That's still vanity. That's not the proper way. This is is all vanities and bad, um, a bad spirit. So what happens? When he will deeply reflect on this, each individual, based on what you know yourself. In other words, the Rebbe can't tell you what you're... Everybody knows themselves, and they know where their shortcomings are, and they know where their standing is. As he says, Because each person knows his own soul. You know yourself. You know yourself best, better than anybody could know. So, you're, you're realizing that maybe you've been too preoccupied with physical, with material matters, and you neglected your soul really doing the right thing, what's right for, 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 for your soul. So what does it mean? So that he will come across with very great pity and additional uh, feelings of sorry. You'll feel sorry 
for your soul. You'll feel sorry for it. Uh, so how you are totally uh, low, and you're far away from Hashem. So he says, when a person reflects on his distance, that will cause him to want to turn himself around. Because first you have to realize what's the purpose. You have to realize where you're standing. And you have to realize, well, you know what? I should be really on a higher level. I should really be doing some more. I should not be totally immersed in the physicality. So you have a pity on yourself. And then what happens? And then that will give revival to your soul. That will be Kitchias Hamesim. That's the abbreviation is Tchias Hamesim Mamish, just as if the resurrection of the dead. So he says, Shinyan Tchias Hamesim, Yia Al Yidei Tal. He says the it's it's brought down that the dead will be resurrected through the dew. The dew will resurrect the dead. Commercial Kosov, as the Pasik says, Kital Oidois Talecho. The dew of lights is your dew. This is from the Kabbalah that the dew drips sort of from the mouth of Atik. These are various different levels of the Kabbalah defining uh, a higher level. So what does this mean though in more tangible words. What does this mean? Pirush, which means that there will be a revelation of godliness in a tremendous revelation and a very powerful from the source and the life of life the blessed Ein Sof the glory of Hashem will be revealed so much to such an extent even in a place there was just a, a minute amount of vitality and existence that will arouse and they'll go up below to be included in the one and to be subjugated similar to the way of a small candle becomes subjugated in front of the great flame it wants to include itself into the great flame so basically he says when you are going to reflect on your distance then you, you will get an inspiration which comes from a higher level, which will cause you to revive you, it will get you sort of out of the dumps, will get you that big level of, of, of connection. You will all of a sudden, you'll feel if there is still some life in you, a little, even a little bit, it's like a resurrection, you'll turn yourself around. Basically, a person who is lax in his service of God or his love of God or wanting to uh, be connected to Hashem, the sense that you felt first that you're distant from Hashem will sort of invigorate you, will give you that extra. It comes from a level which is called the level of do, which comes from a level, a higher level, which would sort of give you that push 
so that you any part in yourself you'll sort of want to reconnect basically uh, they will gather from all the places that they were pushed away there and through this through getting gathering in they will able to get a lot of energy to revive the dead because it was left over a little bit of life was still there so you can still in other words, as long as there's a, still a little life over there, you can sort of revive it. And just, so this is basically in the words of the Kabbalah about the light. So he's saying now about the person. So likewise, three lines from the top. Yeah. This is the way for a person to revive, to give life to his soul. Which is tied and bound to the vanities of the world. And it's considered like that. Uh, so both of these verses refer to people that are evil or people that are uh, doing evil things. Even during their lifetime, they're considered to be dead. So instead of that, so even the, 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 the life in them is considered like that by day by arousing the great mercy from above this is arouses it gathers the energy from anywhere where there is still a, a, a drop left of energy, to his root and his source, he'll become a lot of energy to vitalize his soul. Basically, the Rebbe is talking to here, the Mimer is talking to Hasidim, who, uh, old Jews, but talking to Hasidim, who, who wanted to get close to Hashem, and basically through prayer, when the time when they prayed, when you're involved in study, it's mostly intellectually. But when you do the prayer, it's like uh, you're emotionally. It says, like, brought down something. When you study Torah, it's like a, uh, a student by a teacher. But when you're dominant, it's like a son by a father. So you're asking Hashem, you know, for your, um, for your help. So one of the principles, one of the um, philosophies of Chabad, the, uh, the doctrines of Chabad is to spend time to daven which means not just to daven what halacha requires, but to actually meditate and to actually reflect. Not that so many people, people practice this all the time, you, know, you should even daven with a minion, but this is part of the, 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 the uh, idea that Chabad demands is that people should daven and take their, their davening seriously. Now, a lot of people want to sort of connect to Hashem, but they have a hard time connecting to Hashem, because the reality of life and the reality of the physical world and the reality of one's uh, physical needs are such that they drag the person, they pull the person, and it's kind of hard to connect. It's kind of hard to to leave everything behind while you're still over here in the in this world, and you need to uh, overcome all these challenges. So the Rebbe over here in this mimer is giving the person some material how to sort of help himself out so that he should be able 
to connect to Hashem in his davening, he calls this a revival of the dead. So, like, maybe you feel yourself dead. Maybe you feel yourself not on a level that you are connected to Hashem. You're lacking that energy. You're lacking that chayis, that vitality. And um, you're um, and, and you're not able to sort of connect to Hashem. So he's giving you the process how to achieve that level of connection to Hashem. So first you start by pitying yourself, by realizing where you're standing and how far you're distant from Hashem. And realizing that you've been preoccupied with so many worldly matters and you're missing out on the real deal of connecting to Hashem. Once you reach that level that you start really sensing in your heart that there is so much more that you can really achieve, that you can accomplish by connecting to Hashem, that will actually revive you, that will give you, if you still have, I mean, it looks like the condition is that you must still have a little life in yourself. You have, in other words, what you're, generally, you still have life in yourself, you still want to connect. If you're totally dead, it doesn't seem like this would help you. <laughs> you know, it needs to, uh, you need to have a little bit of kiss to the chayusa, he says over here. So then you, now this all started explaining the do, he was explaining what the manna was. In this week's parsha, the parsha's Akif, he tells you that God fed you the manna, and um, he fed you the manna was such a manna that neither you nor your parents have known. That's what the verse says. So that God will teach you so that you know it's not just on bread that person lives on, but rather it's anything that comes from God's mouth can, 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 can feed you. So literally, basically what it means is you don't need bread to survive. The manna can give you survival as, as well. You know, the verse starts, God, you were always hungry, as Gemara explains, because the manna was... Um, very easy thing because they didn't have they only had it for one day so they were always worried whether they're going to have the next day or because it, it didn't have any real um, materialism, it didn't have any leftovers so there was very, it, it wasn't really bread in the, re- the real sense of bread, it wasn't satisfying as regular bread would satisfy more explains over there and Rebbe speaks about this in other, in other sikhs but the, the point what he's going to concentrate over here is what is special about the mana in the spiritual level. So we're talking, we know that the mana is, was physically, was a different kind of a bread. It wasn't really a physical bread, like regular bread was. It was a special kind of a, of a bread, but it hasn't yet really become so physical as normal bread. But in the spiritual level, he's going to explain here now that the level of mana is... Uh, is, 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 is a level of uh, connection to Hashem which is higher than the usual connection. The man comes and it's a level which even your fathers don't know, which means not know he, he, what does mean fathers, which means it comes from a higher place. Uh, basically, uh, the way the world and the Kabbalah is the Hishtalshulus, that is the regular order of world where things come down in a level, in a chain reaction, sort of an evolution. And then there is the place where it's higher than Ishtal Shalus. It comes down 
from a place which is beyond order, it's sort of higher. Higher and lower are not over there, it makes no difference. So within spirituality, within godliness, there is a level in which there are spiritual worlds, higher worlds and lower worlds, but then there is also a level which higher and lower worlds are irrelevant because he's above higher and lower. It's a level in godliness which is higher than that. So he's going to explain that this idea of the mon, where do you reach in to get those extra energies that we're talking about, which is the do, which is the mon, which is the great mercy, that is a level of a higher level. Uh, you know, on Rosh, on, uh, on uh, the month of El is considered also the month of, 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 of mercy, of great mercy. You know, the month God has great mercy. What does it mean, great mercy? That's what we're explaining over here. Great mercy means it comes from a place which is higher than, like you say, by a king who is so much greater than everybody. We're talking about a king talking about people today, we're talking about a king who is really uh, above everybody like King Solomon or King David or you know, the, 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 the great kings so somebody who's so much higher has really uh, great pity on everything that goes on because they're much lower than them they're, they're so far away so he, he just you know, feels bad we're talking about a level when we talk about great Mercy, we're talking about a level of Hashem which is higher than the world, which comes down in the month of Elul, the month of Elul. And, but it also comes down in the Kabbalah, we talk about the 13 attributes of mercy. Those are the 13 attributes of mercy. That's what we say, Hashem, Hashem, Kirachon, Vechanon, those are the 13 attributes of mercy. But in the Kabbalah, they're also called Yud Gimel Tikune Dikna, the 13 strands of the beard. The beard, the thirteen strands of the beard. What does it mean? The thirteen strands of the beard. Uh, a here has a very. Uh, that's only. That's a metaphor for uh, something which has a very small amount of life in it. Because that's why when you cut a here, and it's a very measured life. So when we try, when we bring down that level which is higher than the world into the world. It comes through the strands of the beard, so to speak, the 13 level, because, which is, really means it comes in a very measured and a very small, so that this profound and this great and this high level of light should be able to come down into the world without destroying the world because it should be too powerful. So these are the 13 attributes of mercy that come down in a way of the beard, which comes down, which is the level of what we get in Russia on, 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 on the month of El, which is one. So let's let's learn inside. This is going to be the next chapter here. Ois Gimel, v'hine hamshochas hamshochas b'chinas rachim rabbi manal. Well, yidei yud Gimel midis the bringing down the above mentioned that he talked about the great mercy that comes through the thirteen midos. Midos means God's uh, attributes, so to speak. But what is an attribute called? It's called a mido. A mido means a measured. It's a measured. It's a measured level. So which means because they are great mercy without a limit. They cannot dress up within the world. If not 
you're going to use this contraction, which is derech yud gimel midos, through the 13 attributes. Shenaisni mido v'shir, they give a measure, they give an amount. Sheyichlu ha'oglu mois lekabloi, so that the worlds can receive it. So you take that great profound level of rachmim rabim, and you bring it through the measure, through the here. Zeu inyan the brackets. So zeu in kashem na toiv chulu yoyed al azokin chulu kumashikosu bezur chelik aleph da peches aleph ihu shemen viihu tal. I'm just going through the words over here because we're going to continue on. Viihu al azokin shenim shechum eslabish biyud gimul midos. It goes on the beard. It dresses up in the thirteen attributes. Shemichinus yud gimul tikune dikna. There the thirteen strands of the beard. Byinu mashikosu v'ramaz v'parshu v'yikra. This is just a referencing to Kabbalah in another way explaining what we're saying over here. But we'll go back to the Maimon. It's in the brackets. What is the number of 13 we say? We can receive it through 13. That's essentially the 12 tribes plus the tribe of Levi. Because after the the uh, Ephraim and was the Yosef was tr- put into two tribes, and Ef- and Levi, then you have thirteen. Mahainu, can I get Yud Beis Shvatim, Beshevet Levi Hakolil Kulam, and the tribe of Levi, which includes them all. It says Velochein Oimrim. That's why we say Slichus, Beyud Gimel Midos Merish Chaydish Elul Veelach. This is a Sephardic custom. We don't have that custom to say. Selichos from Rosh Chodesh. In the Selichos, we say you three times you'd give mid Sarachim, we say Hashem. We only do it the week before Rosh Hashanah, three, at least three Selichos Rosh Hashanah. But there is a tradition of saying it from Rosh Chodesh El of because that is the time of the year when there is arousal of this level of the 13 attributes. And this is the meaning of the verse. We say, your great mercy, Hashem, let me live in your judgment. So, it seems like, what does it have to do with judgment? The way he explains over here is that because, because when you have the great level, the level of great mercy, there is such a great level of energy even in a place where there is judgment we get life so which means if you bring it from such a high place from the 13 attributes of mercy so even though there is judgment we get life as we say write us for good life I'm not sure exactly what he means with this bringing down there, but he means to say that we get good life because we bring it from this higher level. There is a verse that says, We don't know Avram. Israel, that is Yaakov, won't recognize us. Just you, God, are our father. So what are we saying? Not Abraham. Not Yisrael, but you Hashem. What does that mean? Abraham represents the level of Chochmah. Those, those are the level of Ishtalshalus. That's within the level of evolution. But we're saying, no, that's not. It's Atah Hashem. It's the higher level. Pirush, 
You are our father. That's the great level of Rachamim. That's the level of You are Avaya. And the brackets here. That's why we say during the ten days of pain, we say Avinu Malkeno. We say the long Avinu Malkeno. Again, we're tapping into a higher level. This is higher than the levels of the fathers. Sheheinan Amerkova. They are the level of the chariot, which is the level of Ishtausos. The Pasik says the fathers did not get the name of Avaye, the level of Rachamim Rabim. Pirush, Shaloi Hoyudilam Yidiv is Khabdus Bishem Havaya Vinu. They didn't have a connection to Havaya Vinu, Shubhinas Rachamim Rabim Anal, which is the great level of mercy. They didn't have that level, the Ovis. And this is why it says in the passage by the month that we're learning the parsh over here, Shubchinas Hatal, which level Dal, which is Bchinas Rachim Rabim. It says Asher Lo Yodu Navisecha. Your fathers didn't know, which means Shloi Lavos Yidiyachulu. They didn't have a knowledge in that. They weren't at that level. They were Merkava, not the higher level. Ba'in Mizeb Berabis by Midbar Reish Pealos Suiperik Rei Parsh Achris Suiparsh Chobeis Bikelus Rabbi Parshes. So what does it mean? So that you know that it's not just the lechem that the person lives. This goes similar to what our sages tell us. If a person should say, I only want to study Torah, but I don't want to do the deeds of Torah. I don't want to do. I don't study, so you, you don't even have Torah. It's not like you can have Torah without, you can't study Torah without going and doing what the Torah expects from you. So what does it mean? It means you're missing out on the most part of the Torah. So here is also, So which means, in a way, in a way, when we study Torah, we cause sort of Odom, and in this case it means the Odom on the Merkava, on the chariot, to give him the sustenance. I mean, to explain this is because our action actually draws down Yichya Odom. Pirush Odom Ilosh Musa Kise. We're talking about the Odom Lohs on the Kise. Al-Darech Maim Razal Yisronim Fanesim Levim Shabbashamayim. The Yidden, the Jews, they support their Father in Heaven, which means their Mamshich Dam Shochus. So they don't, you can't do it. Not only on the Lechem Levada is Yichyodom. On the Lechem Kiim, Al Kol Moitzu Piyavaye. The Hainud has to be Moitzu So you have to realize the realization that there is Boinish, a masculine is Boinin, that comes. Just Torah alone isn't sufficient, but it's through not the lechem alone. It's only through the meditation. You realize that the Torah is comes from Hashem, which means you have to come to the realization that this is God's words. The Torah. If you just learn the Torah. You say, I'm just learning the Torah without the realization that the Torah is divine. 
and that the Torah has been given for Hashem. This is God's expression. And if it's God's expression, and Hashem is with the Torah is one. So it's not just the Lechem. It's the Moitzah Pi Hashem. It's the thing. It's not just the bread, not just the Torah, but it's the Moitzah Pi Hashem. That's considered the do of the Torah, the Moitzah Pi Hashem Torah. Does the sages say, if you occupy yourself in Torah, the do of the Torah gives you, it talks the do, which means, which is the level of which is the level that surrounds the world. But it's come down in physical letters on the book with ink. So here we're talking about a level which is so high, and yet it comes down in ink on paper and everything else. So we're saying what's you reading in the in the Sefer Torah, the ink and the paper, this is God's word. So you come from the highest level into a very low, low level, in, in, in very physical. This it means so that you let you know, Pirush. through the mon then it will be known to you that it's the level of Tal. So here we're fed through the Mon. So the Mon which is due, and yet it, feel, it, it, it physically supports you. Then it became physical until they were able to put it in the grinder, etc. This you understand the level of Torah. It is God's words, but it descended and it got dressed up. And the person can live. So basically what he is saying is, we look at the Torah, it seems like a very simple idea. I mean, we cannot comprehend it. Or when we look at the Torah, we see the Torah can be written down on a, uh, on a parchment. So it looks to us, it's straightforward. It's very simple. It can be, it can be taken with the human intellect. It can be written down in the, in the writings, in the pen, in the ink. It is, so it seems very physical. But we learn what the Torah is from what we see from the manna. Just like the manna was a spiritual high level, and it comes from this high level of tal Torah, of the level of do, which means that it's beyond the shtal shalus, and yet it can feed the person. So the person physically lives in the physical world from the spiritual. The same thing you can realize that from the Torah is also the same thing. That even though the Torah is godly and is holy and is and is united with Hashem, and it's beyond Hishtalshalus, yet it can come down into the physical world so you can understand it. So basically, make no mistake. Don't think, oh, I can understand Torah, so therefore, what is there to Torah? Torah is just like, like anything else. No, Torah is not like anything else. It's not like any other wisdom. Even though it comes across to us in a very... Uh, way in a way that we think that we can understand it, and we think, and we sometimes may miss out and not realize that in essence it's really godly, that it's holy, it's God's word, it's Moitzipi Hashem. So, but we, this is the man idea. The do is still telling us. 
to keep in mind that we have to know that this is actually still God's wisdom, it's God's holiness, and Hashem is the one who infused himself in the Torah and has the highest level from the Torah. And um, I guess when you daven with this and you don't, that'll arouse you and bring you to a level of, higher level of connection to Hashem.